Well, good morning, everybody. Happy New Year to all of you. All right. How was it last night? Huh? Oh, man, I could not go to sleep until 2 o'clock in the morning. Too much fireworks, man, around my house. And my daughter was, you know, was in bed at 12 o'clock. My son was gone. Marie was all in bed. And I'm looking at my nose all by myself in the living room. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, but anyway, this is the first day of 2017. Amen? Hallelujah. We are here. We are ready. We have 364 more days to go. <laughs> One down. Yes. You know, I don't know about you, but you know, this, this year, I am looking forward to it. I am so looking forward to this year. There are so, so many things I am looking forward to this year. But this morning, I would like to bring... Um, some cheer for you for this year, 2017. But my sole purpose is to be an encourager. There is plenty of pessimism going around, but I would like to dispense some of the biblical optimism. So what do we really need this morning can be summed up in one question. Will God take care of us in 2017? Yes. yes, amen. Will God take care of us in 2017? The answer is yes. With our minds, with our heads, the answer is yes. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. With our hearts, we wonder about it. Does God really care about my situation? Does he care about my marriage? Does he care about my financial situation? Does he care about my job? Does he care about my health? Does, really, does God really care about me? Does he care about us? Will God take care of us in 2017? Or do I handle all things by myself? Folks, this is not an academic question. This is a question, will God take care of you and your family in 2017? Let's be perfectly honest about that question. With our minds, we say yes. But fortunately, Jesus Christ answered this question in the Bible. And it is so clearly that no one can miss that. For Jesus answered, look with me in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. Now, this is the middle portion of the Sermon on the Mount. And it sounds like it was written in the beginning of the new year. Now, I'm not going to read the whole text, but look at verse 25. Do not worry, verse 27, why what, who of you by worrying? Verse 28, why do you worry? And verse 31, so do not worry. And verse 34, therefore, do not worry. Folks, if there are five times, five times in ten verses, Jesus Christ mentions worry. And the whole point is to tell us, don't worry. Don't. Trust me. Say, don't worry. Don't get anxious. So here's my question. What is worry? 
What is worry? Let me give you a very simple definition. Worry is excessive concern over the affairs of life. The key, obviously, is the word excessive. Worry happens when you're so concerned about the problems that you can think nothing else. And it's all-consuming feeling of uncertainty and fear. And my friends, that is a sin. It's a sin. Worry is a sin for two reasons. Number one, because it displaces God in your life. When you commit the sin of worry, you are living as though God did not exist. You are living as though, you know, I can handle all my problems by myself. Lord, I, go, I don't need you. I can do this on my own. I can solve my marriage on my own. I can solve, I, I, I can, you know, I can solve my, my family problems on my own. Lord, I don't need you. Secondly, because it distracts you from the things that really matter in life. So as long as you are worrying, you are strangled by worry every day. Let me give you three reasons why you should not worry about 2017. Number one. Don't worry about where your next meal is coming from. Now look at verse 25. It says that do not worry about your life, that what you will eat or drink. Verse 31. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Now that sounds really good if you have food in your pantry, right? And it's crazy if you don't. But, but let's, let Jesus explain himself here, verse 26. It says, look at the birds of the air. Look. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father knows, takes care of them. Are you not much more valuable than that? Folks, very few birds go into farming. Right? And you hardly see a bird planting some coconut trees. But the Bible says what? He feeds them. Man. He feeds them. And are you not worth more than the birds to God? I suspect that the problem lies right here. Deep inside, we wonder if we are worth anything to God. You know, psychologists tell us that behind nearly every mental, emotional problem lies self-image, poor self-image. If you feel bad about yourself, if you see yourself as a loser, flop, failure, if you regard yourself as never measuring up, 
then you are going to have a hard time trusting God. Because, because you will not see yourself as worthy of his love. And the truth is, we are, our self-images are formed in our early days. And that's why what happens at home is so important. Emma Pumperk said this, that good children are like sunsets. They disappear every evening, and we take them for granted. You know, few adults realize how desperately our children want to please us. And how crushed they are when they think they have failed. Honestly, um, I am very imperfect dad. I admit that. I'm very imperfect dad. But I love my kids. I love Kehlani and Michael. Where's Michael? He knew I was going to talk about him. But I love my kids. I love them very much. But do you think God loves me any less? No. He loves me far more. And if I love Kehlani and Michael when they do wrong... Am I better than God? No. He loves me even when I fail him. But let me say this to you. There is nothing you can do every day to make God stop loving you. Absolutely nothing. There is nothing you can do to make him stop loving you. You can run away from God. You can turn away from him. You can hate God. You can curse God to his face. But you cannot stop God from loving you every day. And that should be our motto for 2017. We need to love God more because he first loved you. He died on the cross just for you. You are worth than million birds to him. And after all, the birds are his creatures. You are his children. And he loves you. Say, so don't worry. Cast all your struggles, your fears, your whatever you're going through in life. Cast all unto me. I will take care of them. Does that mean we will never miss a meal? No. Does that mean we will always have food on the table? No. Does that mean we'll always go hungry? No. It means that God has promised to take care of what you eat, so therefore, do not worry about it. Don't worry about it. Number two, don't worry about what you are going to wear. It's very interesting. Jesus Christ is talking about clothing here. Huh. Listen to his words. Verse 28 to 30. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. 
Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of this. If that is how God clothes the crass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you or you of little faith? You know, when I really uh, this, I was reading this, I said, man, this is kind of funny, you know? Because the, the lilies of the field, they don't even work for what they have. The lilies of the field, they don't even work for what they have. But the Bible says that God gives to the lilies. He gives to them, right? And do you think the flowers worry? No. You never see a lily go to see the doctor. Because he can't get his head together. You and I do that. And here's the point. The flowers don't even last that very long. Brothers, you go to the store, you go to Safeway and buy some flowers. And by Wednesday, buy some flowers for your wife. And by Wednesday, it started to wilt. This little helpless flowers that pass away so quickly. And yet, the Bible says God takes care of them. But here's the good news. We are not flowers. <laughs> we are living souls. Your body is not you. It's a part of you. But it's not the whole you. And the real you is more than the sum total of your blood, your vessels, your fat, your nerves, and your skin. You are a living soul living in a body made by God of the universe. That's so beautiful. Look at you. Happy New Year 2017. All of you are so beautiful. And you are going to live forever somewhere. And that makes you infinitely, infinitely more valuable than the lilies of the field. And if that's true, and it is, so don't worry about what you're going to wear every day. Don't worry. Someone said something to me this morning after a message, hey, well, you shush. I don't care. I don't care if my shoes don't match with my clothes. <laughs> Who cares? You know? <laughs> Who cares about that? Marie. Marie. <laughs> I dressed myself this morning, all right? That's why I look like this. All right. But honestly, God will pick up your wardrobe for you. God will take care of that for you. And he will make sure that you have what you need. So why food and clothes? And suppose we stop right here and ask, why did Jesus specifically mention food and clothes as things not to worry about? Why? Because that they represent the basic elements of life. 
They stand for all the things we need to get along in this world. Like what? Such as money, jobs, housing, transportation. And the list goes on and on and on and on. And by mentioning food and clothes, Jesus is really saying, you know what? You are not to worry about all those things. Don't worry about it. I'll take care for you in 2017. Don't worry. Bring it to me. I'm your daddy. I have a lot of clothes in my closet. Can I give it to you? And the reason we are not to worry about them is because worry inflates all these things out of proportion. Now look at verse 25. It says, it's not life more important than food and a body more important than clothes. Food. Food is important. Food is important to me. I want to make sure I eat steak every night. I'm just kidding. No, honestly, food is important. You can ask my husband, my, my, my son. My son, my son is not here. Because he knew I was talking about him. Michael eats at three or four or five meals a day. I can't, I can't afford that. Food is important to him. And I can't wait for him to go back to school. Because <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> food is important, folks. And we need to, to eat some from time to time. But that is not the most important thing in life. Clothing is valuable. And we are to wear some, even if they don't match. <laughs> but clothing is not the most important thing. But the whole point is in God's economy, food and clothing are of minor importance. They are so small to God. They are so small to, to God that God is saying, you know what, you take care of the big stuff and I will take care of the details. Now, the last one, uh, don't worry about how long you are going to live. Now, notice that what Jesus said was verse 27 who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? <laughs> now, in the Greek, the phrase a single hour actually refers to a cubit. In ancient times, a cubit was a measurement equal to the length from your elbow to your finger, middle finger. A distance of about 18 inches. So it is like saying... So who, by worrying to add a single inch to his height or a single moment to his life? No one can. No one. No one can. And that's how funny worry is, right? Worry can give you a stroke. Can give you a migraine headache. Can give you a heart attack. But one thing worry can't give you is a longer life. A man can worry about himself to death, but he can't worry himself into a longer life. Think for a moment for some of the famous people who died 
in 2016. I have a list. It's a long list. You know, you, you can find how many famous people who died in 2016 from January all the way up last week. Many of them. But I just a few of the names, a few, few of them. Muhammad Ali, you know, died at the age of 74. Prince died at the age of 57. Nancy Reagan, first lady from 1981 to 1989, died at the age of 94. Antonio Scalia, the Supreme Court Justice, appointed by Ronald Reagan in 1986, died at the age of 79. Arnold Palmer, one of the greatest golfers ever, died at the age of 87. And then that summit, you know, the NCAA, Basketball coach, University of Tennessee. And then just last week, Carrie Fisher died at the age of 60. And then day after that, her mother passed away. Died at the age of 84. And there were millions and millions of others who died were not so famous in 2016. And here's a question. How many of them knew in advance the time and place of their death? How many of them? Hardly any of them. Because the Bible says in Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed unto man once to die. Folks, if that is one appointment we all must keep. It cannot be postponed. It cannot be rescheduled. I know you've heard the story of two baseball players, John and George. I remember, I think Ron told this story before. So one day they were talking, and, and John said, Hey, George, um, do you think they play, uh, play baseball in heaven? And John said, well, I, I don't know, but if I get there before you, I'll come back and let you know. So the very, the very first week, next week, you know, George died suddenly. So two, uh, two days later, um, John was out walking by himself, and he heard a voice call him. Hey, John. And John looked around. He looked around. No one was there. He kept on walking. Hey, John. Is that you, George? Yes, it's me. Oh, man, awesome. Do they play baseball in heaven? Say, so, yeah. There's some good news and there's some bad news about that. The good news is, yeah, they, they play some very good baseball there up in heaven. But the bad news is that they've got you scheduled to pitch next week. <laughs> now we're laughing about this, but that's, that's the way life is. One day you are surfing down Waikiki, and the next day you are pitching for the angels. And it could happen to any one of us here. It could happen to you. It could happen to me. And the whole matter is in God's hand. It is in God's control. The truth of the matter is, I am going to die. That's true. 
I am going, we are all going to die. Just be honest, right? We are all going to die. I don't know, maybe next week, maybe next month, next year. We don't know. Maybe suddenly, slowly. But only God knows how it will happen. Only God knows that. But that means you are living on a borrowed time. You are living on borrowed time. And only God knows when your time is up. He knows you and he knows your number. And your appointment has come. So that means you don't have to worry about dying. Don't worry about that. So therefore, live a free life yourself. Live each day to the fullest and go all for the Lord Jesus Christ for the rest of your life. Right? And let God worry about how things will turn out for you. Worry less and trust more. So what kind of year will 2017 be? Will God take care of us in 2017? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. He will take care of us in 2017. So we don't need to worry about food and clothes or how long we will live or anything else. God is going to take care of us. Maybe, maybe not exactly what we expect. But God says, I will take care of you. I will. Now, in the light of that, what should our attitude be? Now, let me give you exactly what Jesus Christ said. Now, number one, remember that God already knows what you need. Verse 32. For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that, that you need them. Now, what are all these things? What are all these things? I'm talking about food and clothes and shelter, money and job, and all other necessities of life. God knows all of them. He knows them. When you say, Lord, I, 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 I can't get a job. I'm out of a job. It's, it's not new to God. When you say, Lord, I, I, I can't pay my bills. I can't. It's not new to God. God only checked your bank account this morning before you did and you broke. Already knew that. That's a wonderful incentive to pray. He already knows the details of every problem in your life. So go ahead and tell God all about you because he knows about you. He knows you from the top of your head to the toes of your feet. So you can't lie to him. Go ahead, 2017, go ahead and tell everything to him because he knows you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He won't be surprised. And pray with confidence because he is waiting to hear from you. He is waiting and he's been waiting. Number two, put God first and you worry second. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Now this means that God, let God solve your problems. Let him solve your problems. Whatever problems you're going through, just let him be a part of you. Okay? Let him solve your problems. Financial problems, marriage, whatever. 
Let God be a part of your life. So keep on praying. Keep on trusting God. Be, keep on believing. Keep on loving others. Keep on serving the Lord. Keep on sharing. And God promised to take care of you. Let God be God even in hard times. Even in hard times. And everything else you need will be added to you. And last one, don't worry about the future. This is Jesus' final piece of advice for us this morning. Verse 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Don't borrow trouble. Don't borrow trouble. I keep telling my kids, don't borrow trouble. There's a plenty to be thinking about right now. So many people out there are frozen with fear and worry. Over what might happen in the next two or three or four months down the road. But let me tell you what Jesus Christ did for you. If God could create this world, if God could create this universe in six days, He can surely handle your problems in February, March, or April. There's a quote. Each day has enough trouble to keep you plenty busy. You take care of today, and God will take care of tomorrow. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. Lord, forgive us, Lord, for doubting your word. We say we trust you, we say we love you, we say we honor you, and we adore you. And then we try to manage our own affairs. So, Lord, we, we believe that you have the answers. But often we forget to consult you. So, Lord, forgive us for lack of faith. Please, Lord, reach down and change us within. That we may go forward with you. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.